Hey, everybody. Welcome to Take the Stage to the Opera podcast. Do you ever feel stuck when you're in the practice room? Maybe you're not sure what you want to get from your session or your mind is reeling with negative thoughts and you're having a hard time focusing. Well, the good thing is that you are not alone. Today, we are talking with Alejandra Sandoval from Aspiring Opera Singers, and she talks about that exact thing. So if you'd like a more intentional career, the place to start for you might just be with more intentional practicing. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo. So glad to have you all here with us. My name is Evan from Take the Stage Opera Podcast. And of course, uh, we will have Mariah Wilcox here with us in just a moment. Like I said, we're so excited for the interview that we already recorded with Alejandra Sandoval. Um, If you aren't already, make sure that you check out Aspiring Opera Singers on Instagram and follow them there. That's aspiring.opera.singers or check them out at their website, aspiringoperasingers.com. They have so much incredible content to follow and support. Um, They've really helped us and I'm sure that you'll love them as well. Um, But before we jump into the interview, I wanted to take um, uh, just a moment to talk a little more about the opportunity that I'm offering our listeners for a free life coaching session. I am a certified professional life coach, and I'm so excited to bring this opportunity to you. If you are struggling with your singing, your career, finances, or anything related to the stress of being a singer, send me an email at takethestageopera at gmail.com. I'd love to explore some extremely helpful tools that you can use to overcome the things that are holding you back. We say it all the time that you're beautiful, talented, and powerful, and we really believe it. But all of us struggle with our thoughts at times. We feel inadequate, frustrated, exhausted, stressed, etc., etc. And if this is you and you'd like to take it to the next level, sign up for a free session. No commitments for more coaching unless you feel like you would like to continue working together. And that is lovely. But yes, sign up for that free session. Also, I'm really looking forward to getting to know more of our listeners and getting connected personally. So with that, let's jump right into our interview with Alejandra Sandoval from Aspiring Opera Singers. So today we are speaking with Alejandra Sandoval, the founder of the Aspiring Opera Singers platform, whose mission is actually very similar to ours here at Take the Stage, to empower singers. Welcome, Alejandra. Hi there. Uh, Thanks for having me. I am so excited to share a little bit about what Aspiring Opera Singers is all about. Yes, us too. We've learned so much from you on social media. So we're like, I think... uh, a uh, real conversation <laughs> needs to happen. Needs to happen, yeah, for <laughs> sure. So Alejandra is not just the founder of this ama- amazing platform, but also an opera singer herself, of course. Alejandra Sandoval is a Mexican-American mezzo-soprano, and she has performed in beloved operas like Sword Angelica, which is actually probably my favorite opera. Is it really? I think so. I hate that opera. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, Hand of Bridge, super fun, Pirates of Penzance. And in addition to that, she started the Aspiring Opera Singers Platform in December of 2020, and it has already gained a following of over 3,000 people. The platform is dedicated to sharing inspiration, resources, and opportunities for, for singers from all over the world. And they recently led an online competition that was met with amazing success and over 200 video submissions. Yeah, I thought it was really, really cool that you guys did that. Thank you. I honestly started that and I was like, it's probably going to be like 50 people, all my friends. And then when we saw all the videos, I was like, oh, goodness gracious. That's amazing. Awesome. Uh, so Alejandra, your page is doing so much to bring tools and resources to opera singers who need them. Can you tell us a little bit about why you decided to create the Aspiring Opera Singers community? Of course. Uh, first thing I think is that I... I love being on social media and I just I noticed that all <laughs> the pages too. that I followed had this amazing, you know, content related to what the the successful opera singer looks like, but I couldn't mm-hmm. really find something that told me how do I get there. Yes. <laughs> you know, I oh was my gosh, really I feel wondering the same way. like and how do they do it? Like I just felt like you go from I want to be a music major to oh yay, I'm singing at the Met. Like what happens in between? Yes. I had so many questions that I wanted to know the answer to. And I also realized that the experiences that I had uh, needed to be shared. Like I wanted to be able to use a platform and tell people like, hey, this industry can be really cutthroat and competitive, but it doesn't have to be. So that was kind of my original idea. And even the questions that I have now, when I do not know the answer, I've been able to create contacts that will come to the page and do interviews and answer those for me so I end up learning even through this yes so it's been awesome you know what's so funny about I mean I I think we've all experienced some of that cutthroat (laughs) singing that you're talking about (laughs) Mm -hmm. but for the most part at least for me I feel like relationships with singers have been some of the most uplifting and supporting relationships and there's just kind of I feel like as singers, we support each other. Yeah, often. But then there is like this underlying, you know, I don't know that it's necessarily like singers. Maybe it's not the singers. It's the, it's all the other parts of opera. It could be. I don't know. That would be kind of an interesting thing to talk about. The arts administrators and the companies in general, maybe. Yeah, Yeah. I can definitely see that. And we've had so many good relationships on this podcast and reaching out to wonderful people like yourself. So, so it's so fascinating. Yeah. So Alejandra, what do you feel is one of the most important things that a young aspiring opera singer can do while they're pursuing a career in singing? Well, I think that the biggest thing for me has been going for it, even when you're scared. I don't think there's going to be a moment when you're not terrified of learning that role, learning, um, I don't know, new repertoire, going for that audition or reaching out to people uh, like managers or new schools or things that you're like, I could never do that. Because sometimes yes. you are the only person who is saying no. Absolutely. All the things that you want are on that other side of what may happen, you know. And I think that we also have this idea of like maybe when I have X years of experience or when I'm singing here, mm-hmm. I'm able to do certain things. But there's no permission. There's no set journey of how things need to happen. 
So you just need to go for it. Yeah. So I, I recently had a friend reach out to me and was asking me some questions about what he should be doing with his career at this point in time. And I was giving him some suggestions and he was like, oh, I'm not ready for that. And I was like, bro, you're never going to be ready. Like, just go and do it. Because if you wait until you're ready, it's going to be too late. And it may not be too late, but you will definitely miss opportunities that could have been yours had you just gone and done them. Exactly. And, you know, also, I think it's important to talk about something that I, I wish could change in our opera industry, but the fact that there are so many competitions and programs that have an age limit. So sometimes when yes. you put yourself away or wait, you may be cutting it so close to those things. Yes, that is so true. I have... Uh, I have a couple of friends who like waited to do the Met competition until they were ready to win it. Right. And, you know, now they're like 30 entering the competition and the Met wants young singers. So they've kind of, you know, not always, but, you know, depending on the judges that happen, they've really they've missed like 10, 11 years that they could have been competing and winning, you know, encouragement awards, you know, even if they didn't make it all the way in. Just getting experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then for a singer like me, I started singing a little later and it feels like, you know, oh, you're just too old. But then at the same time, if you have a big voice, they don't want to hear you (gasps) sing until you can sing. You know, it's just, it's kind of this weird, messy thing. Yes. So in your work and and as you have talked to singers and and things, what are some of the pitfalls that opera singers commonly um, struggle with? Oh, goodness. For this one, I was just thinking about how we run into so much feedback, not in a bad way sometimes, but we get feedback from professors, we get feedback from coaches, uh, you know, managers, and so many people that want to help us. But if we don't filter through those things or we don't have our set idea of who we are, we may lose ourselves in the process Mm. or become a copy of somebody else. And, you know, I feel like that would be the saddest thing because I want to be able to get on that stage and have my footprint, have people remember me instead of think of somebody else. Yes, I struggle with that a lot. (laughs) Exactly. You want to be your own singer, your own Mm -hmm you know, image. I don't want people to listen to me and be like, oh yeah, I heard like 20 other mezzos that did the exact same thing. So as a singer yourself, how do you feel about the current world situation with COVID and all the uncertainty that it brings to us as singers? You know, I actually, when everything went down, I was just preparing to do a summer production with the Gilbert and Sullivan Company here in El Paso. And I'm part of the board of directors and they looked at me and they were like, well, I guess we come back next year. And I was like, no, we're not. (laughs) I was like, we cannot just stop because, you know, people are not only going to be missing that art, but it had become kind of a part of our culture, of our society here. And I couldn't just, you know, let it slip. So the only, I guess, good thing that came out of this whole situation is that we had to step it up and come up with new ways of sharing our voice. But then again, it's kind of like a good side and by and bad side where, where we let people get used to art for free mm-hmm. and that's that can be really dangerous because now once we go back to you know in-person performances 
we want them to support us. This art doesn't happen because we only like to do it and we don't have bills <laughs> and stuff to take care of, right? Right. So my hope is that those people that we were able to reach that maybe had never even been exposed to opera before, that the same way that they watch that live stream or, you know, all those opera newbies that saw us on screen, that they show up in person and support us as well. Yeah, we yeah we should be paid, right? <laughs> I'm like, uh, I think so. <laughs> I think we've like worked hard enough that maybe yes. we should be paid for what we do. <laughs> right, I'm like, I I got a degree. I have like stuff to pay. <laughs> <laughs> for real. And sometimes, um, my wife and I laugh. She's a dancer, and I'm a singer, and and people want us to use our art in the community mm -hmm. all the time. They want us to yes. teach, or they want us to choreograph, or whatever but you know so they obviously think that what we do is valuable mm -hmm. or they wouldn't always ask us to do it mm -hmm. <laughs> but they exactly. don't always realize that it's actually our you know our career and our job so it's kind of funny yeah yes I wow. think it's also because they notice how we can make it look effortless or like oh it's just natural you're just a natural good singer but they didn't see us crying in the practice room those like five years <laughs> that we were working towards something. It's like, it doesn't just come out of pure talent. And if it does, that doesn't last forever. <laughs> right. Yeah. So let's talk about an Instagram post that you made. Yes. This is my, like one of the, my most favorite posts that you've made on the aspiring opera singers page, which by the way is, if, for our listeners, it's aspiring.opera.singers, so you guys can look it up. Um, but it is the post from April 9th on what to do if you are frustrated with your voice. So could we talk about that subject for a little bit? Because I know we have all been there. I remember when I was in my undergrad, <laughs> I used to get so frustrated in the practice room that I would just like kick my shoes off so hard that they would just like ricochet <laughs> across the room because I... You know, yeah, I was just so frustrated. Oh, absolutely. I've been there so many times. And it, it's so funny because I was actually writing that post as I was taking a break from my own frustration. Mm. <laughs> I was thinking, you know what? This is something I should talk about. I'm pretty sure yes. I'm not the only one. And I want people to know that they're not alone. And I am so guilty of sometimes starting a practice session without really thinking of what I want to do with those mm. 30 minutes, 40 minutes that I'm going to be there. So something that I've done, and I didn't really mention it on the post, but I wish I, w I would have, is that it's so much better when you go in and you just think of, you know, I'm going to focus on staying connected to my breath through page two and three of the song instead yes. of like, oh, let's see what happens in these next, you know, 20 minutes here. I love the this thought of, you know, kind of having a mental model of what I want my practicing to look like. And I, mm -hmm. I kind of want to bring that back to what you were talking about earlier with getting into this career. If you can take time, several times, to think through what you think you want out of your career where you want it to go, what sorts of experiences you want to have, what sorts of music are interesting to you, um, and what sorts of, what value you bring to opera and what opera brings to your life. If you can sit down and really th write about that, think about that, try to close your eyes and envision it and do that consistently, obviously your career isn't going to look exactly like you envision, but 
if you practice that in your head, you can start to know what the next step is going to be rather than just feeling like, I don't know. Right. You're just floating in space waiting for someone to come and choose you. <laughs> yes. 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 Which is what mm-hmm. it can feel like a lot of Seriously. the time. Seriously. But and same thing for your practice, you know, just like waiting for the opera gods to put that magic note in your throat. Oh it's my like yes. you know, you have to be kind of have a plan. It doesn't have to be super specific, but just kind of envisioning what your your plan Maybe is. we need to make practice journals, take the stage practice journals. Ooh, I love that. Where you can, it's just like a book of pages where you write what you want to do that day. And they're just like quick and easy. This is just like what has been running through my head about what I need to do for my practice. So thank you, Alejandra, for bringing this up because I am of not course. a planner and never would have done this. <laughs> but just a page that like, you know, where we can jot down what we want to accomplish in this practice session instead of me just running through all six of my arias and then being tired. Yeah. Well, actors do that all the time. I feel like actors always have a little notebook that they run around with and they're always like jotting things down. Mm, And um, I'm trying to be better at my acting. And Mariah caught me last night watching out of the window. Like (laughs) It was people watching and writing notes about them. I was like, okay. Okay, we're doing this. (laughs) But I feel like if I you know, maybe had that same sort of process in my practicing, jotting down notes about what I notice. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of an interesting thought. Yes. Oh, I'm excited about that, actually. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, speaking of that, I think the other thing I was, you know, you always make a post and then 10 minutes after you're like, oh, this is what I should have added. It's kind of like <laughs> yes. an argument. Like, you want to have the last word and then you think of a better comeback? Yes, that's me after every post. This is your chance, Alejandra. This is your chance. Yes. Yes. So, people, if you're getting frustrated with your voice, this may be a wake-up call that something needs to change. Maybe you're not warming up enough. Maybe you're starting too high, too low. Maybe you need more love in that middle register. Or maybe you just need to run through things a little slower or have break things down a little more because when I give myself too much or set unrealistic expectations I just end up wanting to number one cry (laughs) and stop singing period (laughs) like I don't want to go back to it and the point is not to get ourselves to that point of exhaustion and breakdown and I hate music but more of a I finish the practice session feeling accomplished feeling like I'm going somewhere instead of like I I don't want to do this anymore or this is everything I had to give today. Yeah. Do either of you feel frustrated by listening to recordings of yourself when you're practicing? Oh, Not yes. even so much concerts. I feel like I used to record myself practicing a lot and I thought it was helpful. But for some reason, when I listen to myself now in the practice room, it like really, it just bugs it just me. you off. Yeah. And it just... <laughs> It makes it kind of throws off the rest of my practice session. And I'm like, wait, I should be getting so much out of this. I should. But it's for some reason. Do you guys experience that? I probably do. But I like don't know that I've ever been aware of it. Yeah, because you're like much more mature about it than I am. Like, no, I throw a I'm just very <laughs> self unaware. Um, can I ask you, do you record like your entire practice session and then listen back to the entire thing? No, I Just record li- like if I, there's something specific I want to hear, yeah. I'll record it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah, that too. I do the same thing or with really? a little coaching or something. 
mm-hmm. sometimes when I do the whole lesson, I just laugh at all the tea that can be spilled <laughs> in one lesson. Uh, <laughs> True. But I mean, no, I do think it's important to record yourself, especially for those days when you may be really, you know, vocally fatigued and you just want to listen to where you are in those spots that you need to run when you feel better. Um, but it can be really hard to get through those recordings without a cringing or wanting to just stop. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's kind of a mental block because I it doesn't bug me as much when I'm in a lesson, like recording my lesson or recording mm-hmm. me in a concert. It's more like I record myself for 15 seconds and I listen to it and I'm like, I'm never singing again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll work on that. Just thoughts, random thoughts from Evan. Go to today. your therapist, Evan. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Okay, so Alejandra, what would you say to all of the young opera singers, the ones who are just starting their college career, so like 18, 19, maybe a little bit older, or who are just graduating from their undergrad and looking to take the next step? Or are 31 and just <laughs> figuring out how to sing. Yeah. I love that. Yes, I think that the first thing that came to mind with that is get yourself out there. Uh, you like what we're talking about right now, not only with fear, but also we cannot wait for things. We, we cannot either wait or we can choose to create our own opportunities, which is the other thing that I mm-hmm. believe is so important that in our industry, if you don't see something, you make it, you make mm-hmm. it work. Mm-hmm. There's so, there's so many opportunities for collaboration when you're in school or when you're out because of all of those connections that are not only going to help you do the music that you want to be performing, but those will help you in the future as you're trying to, you know, navigate through the opera world. And, you know, everyone's connected. This world can be really tiny. So it's better to make those connections. Oh, so first thing, yes, make those connections and stay creative and stay like we were talking about right now of those things Mm -hmm. of know what you want to do and where your voice wants to go and make those things happen instead of waiting for them or waiting for, oh, maybe in three years my program will schedule this opera that I really want to do. Like, take advantage of those connections with your professors even to talk about those opportunities or like, why don't we do this one-act thing? Or why do you think about this choral piece? Like, they're going to get excited with you if you're excited about it. Yes, and think big. Don't be, I like how you were like, talk to somebody who can make it happen. Don't just be like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to put this on myself. Go, if you have connections, go talk to someone. Even if you're like, they'll probably say no, go ask them. Because it'll put it in their brain, on their radar, and they can help you make things happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and in my experience, I feel like when you come up with something, really stick to it. Because, yes, like... Not everyone's going to believe in your vision. And if you don't make it happen, you know, they're not going to make it happen for you. Just like you said, like, you really have to own it, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is exciting and like, powerful. Go big or go home, you know? Mm. Yes. Uh, that's how this whole, you know, funny little plug, but that's how this whole thing started with aspiring opera singers. It is. Mm-hmm. It started as a note on my phone of all <laughs> the questions that I've had and all the things that I wanted to talk about. And I was like, one day I'll make this happen maybe when I feel like when I finish my doctoral degree and I was like, Oh goodness, it can be forever when I do that. Yeah. So, 
So I was like, let's just make it happen. And funny mm -hmm. thing, it was not until I went to a master class with Eugenia Forteza from 360 of Opera. And we had this little mm -hmm. conversation yeah. and she really inspired me to take that step to go for it. What's going to happen? What's the worst oh. that can happen? Of course, the first post is going to suck. Of course, the first <laughs> thing it's going to be hard, but might as well get it over with and yeah. then start making good things. It doesn't happen until you do it. It's amazing. That's also how we feel about Take the Stage. Oh, yeah. We learn so much every day and we're so grateful for the opportunity to yeah. be involved. Also, I never would have started a mm -hmm. podcast unless Evan had been like, we're doing this. <laughs> And, and I was she's like, like okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> like, no option. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So all throughout our careers, Alejandra, everyone's always telling us what to do, what to wear, what to sing, how to sing it, you know, all those <laughs> things. And we're, it's like we're never enough. And we want to hear mm -hmm. from you if you feel like there's been a thing that you never measure up. And what, what did you do with that? Did you put it on the back burner? Did you confront it? How, what, what's been your journey with that? I love this question because it <laughs> made me think of a lot of things that I was like, oh, this was wrong. Yes. <laughs> but the one thing that came to mind is that I had someone who I thought was, you know, part of that team of people that I was like, mm. you're here to support me. So I'm pretty your sure support he well squad. said this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but he said that if I wanted to be a singer, that is all that I could be. Mm. And this came from a place of me, uh, you know, I do teaching, I do video editing, I do this whole social media thing. And he was like, you're stretching yourself too thin. And to be a singer, you have to commit 100%. And I can see where he was coming from in the sense that, yes, we do need to dedicate that time and commitment to the profession. But that doesn't mean I, oh, sorry, this yeah. gets me heated. <laughs> no. Uh, it does not mean that I cannot develop the other passions and things that I love. If anything, I feel like those complement me as a musician. They Absolutely. make me stand out. I, I want people to remember, oh, that's a mezzo that did, you know, this like opera scenes program, like the video editing or the choir thing. Because if I yes. didn't have those other parts of me, it's like you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Just taking away a piece of me. It's just creating these copies of yes. what a singer should look like. And maybe, you know, I'm thinking, maybe you could be a singer and just a singer yeah. 50, 70 years yes. ago. But right now there's people, we need to work like four jobs. <laughs> yes. And do so many different things. And if you don't develop these other skills and if you wait for people to just give you something else to do, like... It's just not going to work. I agree. Right. And honestly, it just enhances so much of your life to feel like mm -hmm. you have something else to lean on when singing sucks. Because honestly, <laughs> singing sucks a lot sometimes. You know, it's just, it's hard. The performance yes. career does suck. Yeah. So, a lot. so speaking of singing sucking, <laughs> do you find, <laughs> do you find joy in your singing? And if so, what helps you to find and feel joy in singing? I, when I feel like, wait, let me start with something. When I feel like I am not enjoying or finding that joy in my singing, uh, it's because I have either 
too much tension or something going on in my life that is preventing me mm. from enjoying music. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I grew up with music, you know, in my, in my house. Both of my parents sing. They met through, you know, a band. So I grew Aww. up with all of this happening. So music for me is home. I don't think there's been a moment in my life where I stopped singing. If anything, it's gotten me through so much. Mm, sure. Um, I didn't start speaking English till like seven years ago. And it was because I was singing like, you know, Adele every single day trying to imitate the yeah. accent and do so wow. <laughs> funny thing i had kind of a british accent going on before this <laughs> <I love that. laughs> but if it wasn't for music i don't think it would have been so easy to learn to feel connected to other people it's like i said it's home it's family it's a reminder of who i am and then i started singing pop music i didn't really get into classical till late high school uh, so it's just a reminder of who I am so it's always joyful for me actually now that I think oh about it oh my gosh that's amazing singing is a reminder of that. who you are that's beautiful mm. I love that <laughs> make me cry <laughs> okay <laughs> so we wanted to know if you have a book that you have read and would like to recommend to our listeners doesn't have to be music it can be just something that has influenced you in some way Yes, I can read Renee Fleming's book, The Inner Voice. Really? So many times. I love it so, so much. It's so charming. It's so classy. Yes. And it showcases so many of her struggles as a young singer. Mm. And even when, when she became a mom and everything. And I, I love how raw it is. Mm. It's kind of like really a conversation with her. And it's helped me get through some you know, tough times when I'm like, oh, what the heck am I doing with my life? <laughs> and then I read and I realize, you know, this is natural. Like the music world has to, you have to be flexible. Things are always changing. Plans can change all the time. And music is always evolving and we have to change with it too. So that book to me is that, that reminder of, hey, we need to keep up pretty much. I love yeah, that. That's awesome. I have owned that book for almost 10 years, but never actually read it. Now's the no chance. Way. I, like, do not read, but... <laughs> she does read. Not really. Just not consistently. Not really. You talk about books that you like to read. The Hunger Games. Yeah, it's good. Harry Hunger Potter. Good. Yes. I recommend The Magicians. If you like The Magicians, that trilogy, 10 out of 10. I love it. Okay, great. great. That'll be my next read. And what is your dream role, Alejandra? Oh, I, I have to be super basic with this one. I <laughs> really it. want to be Carmen. Like, I want to yes. be Carmen yes. so bad. Uh, and you know what? If I was a soprano, if I was a soprano in a different <laughs> dimension, I would kill to be Katiuska. She is uh, from uh, Sarsuela. Oh, okay. It, there's a, an amazing recording of it if you have never seen it. Uh, there's a recording of it on YouTube from okay. El Teatro de la Zarzuela. It's so powerful. Every single thing that she sings, I just cry. I believe the opera could end, or I mean the Zarzuela could end like 10 minutes in because it's just so dramatic the whole time. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It's so beautiful. Yes, we were actually were just talking about some Zarzuela music mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago and how powerful it is. I mean, so mm -hmm. yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Oh, yes. 
So Alejandro, it has been a delight speaking with you today. We've gained so many insights and um, just we love learning about building community and we're excited for you and all that you're offering for singers. And so for everyone listening, remember that you are strong, beautiful, you're capable of great things. We need you to keep working and developing your voices and your art because your art will change the world. So with that, stop waiting in the wings. Keep singing, my friends. In Boca Lupo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. We love hearing from you, so please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material. 